when people work their day-to-day job mm-hmm. there's something about movies and tv that lights up their conversations man yes there's just something about it i'm super excited for this film to come to fruition i think this is going to definitely be a game changer for me and i licked her put my tongue right on her face ah. <laughs> and she started crying but she stayed in character it's important to especially in your close inner circle to have people who are really going to lift you up sir i'd like to uh continue our discussion by talking about sex <laughs> let's talk about sex <laughs> indeed i want to make music for the for the person that's at home that's had a rough day yeah can just go into that zone there has to be life out there i definitely don't feel like we're alone at all yeah we exhibit so many different extraterrestrial traits you and we create magic we create this story that's i i just i'm very grateful it's important to know how to work a room it's important to know how to interact with executives how to interact with your agent or manager how to get to a place where you know when they see you on their phone sheet they're not cringing for the most part i just watched and learned and just got better at it because sometimes you're so excited about the idea you just want to get it out there but you have to let it breathe for a while good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the cinema after dark podcast my name is max cole and i am the host and producer of this show i'm broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world sunny los angeles california the sun has set and the moonlight is upon us Thank you so much for joining me on this broadcast tonight. I want to remind you that you can listen to all the episodes of this show if you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this show, make sure you reach out to me via the contact link on our website. Please make sure you have some skin in the game prior to reaching out. And by skin in the game, we just require that you have a few credits under your belt. That's not too complicated, is it? We certainly value that for credibility. I also strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. I want to remind you that this is an information and discussion-based show. We do not censor ourselves, and we sure the hell don't censor our guests. So please keep in mind that the views and opinions expressed on the show may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. My God, have we got a treat tonight. Someone that is very close to me, a gentleman by the name of Mr. Christopher Goodhall. And let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Goodhall. Christopher Goodhall is a British-born composer. I consider him to be a musical genius. Someone that I am very, very thrilled to have an opportunity to work with. He created the bumper music for 2017 for the show. But he is someone that I believe can create any type of sound that you need to enhance your vision, whether it's a feature film, short film, commercial, or a web series. There are simply no limits to this man's creative boundaries. So I'm thrilled to have this gentleman on the program tonight. It's going to be a fascinating discussion, so I hope you're ready. It's a wonderful treat having him on this program. Now, this is that part of the show where I ask that you make that fresh batch of popcorn Sit back, relax, and get comfortable while you listen to tonight's guest. Mr. Goodhall, I am thrilled to bring you back on the program here, and 
our listeners may not realize this, but I am a big admirer and a fan of your work and that wonderful bumper there that you created. I really appreciate your brilliance and your professionalism. You created a masterpiece for the opening of this show and I am uh, you know, forever grateful to you for this particular type of collaboration. But I also appreciate so many things about you, sir. Your turnaround time, you know, just the way you handle your business. You are a true gem. And I'm looking forward to uh, obviously collaborating with you on many future projects and as many projects as possible as we move into the future. But again, sir, thanks for coming back on this podcast and hanging out with us this evening. Good evening, sir, and uh, uh, thanks for the compliments to start off. I mean, uh, that's amazing, and uh, it is a privilege to be back on the show. Oh, my Such God. Such a privilege, because I'm a big, big fan. I, I listen to it all the time, and, and it's one of the best podcasts out there. Oh, my God. Well, I want to thank you, too, for listening. You've been very supportive of the show, and I really appreciate that. And you're someone that I can tell is super, I mean, ridiculously passionate about, you know, cinema and what you do in your craft and you know that's something that i greatly appreciate and respect and uh you know thanks for uh tuning into the show thanks for the positive vibes that you sent out there in the twitter sphere about the uh program and most importantly thanks for coming back again as as a guest and my gosh what time is it there and what day is it i think i'm talking to you in the future because it's about 10 o'clock, <laughs> it's about 10 o'clock on wednesday here what time is it and what day is it there it's a Thursday morning, 6 a.m. in the UK. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm talking to you in the future, and my gosh, you're up pretty early. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I wake up at really ridiculous times. I'm not sure whether any other pianists do it, but I, I practice best at like 5 a.m. for some reason. Wow. Insanity. No joke. <laughs> wow. So you get up early, start the day, and uh, get the mind going. Is it hard for you to really get started? Do you need like a coffee or... Anything to give you a boost? No, I, I, I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm a tea drinker. Nice. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, uh, a, a quick, you too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have, <laughs> you have a favorite type of uh, tea? Uh, chamomile, mainly. Oh, yeah. Got to be, be a nice chamomile tea in the morning. Absolutely. Good way to start the day, that's for sure. Get <laughs> yeah. the mind going, get those creative juices flowing there. But, yeah, buddy, I mean, I am so excited to have you on this program. I sincerely mean that and gosh let's give our listeners some context would you mind sharing where you were born and raised again and you know and the point you realized you kind of wanted to do this professionally as a composer oh that's a great question so yeah i'm uh, from a small little town in england Cheltenham, which is uh, in gloucestershire yeah i'd say the point of i actually knew i was a composer would probably be when i was like 16 wow when i really like upped my game from just like doodling on the piano to uh, I can expand this I can really take this theme and yeah. turn it into something else if I just put in the time right right uh, did you learn music like what was your process as a youth did you you know take classes you know how does someone because for me oh, let me tell you about this Chris I mean music is challenging for me reading those notes and just understanding and like i can hear something and i i know when it's right and it feels right and it's for me it's all about feel but that technical side of it's always been an obstacle 
But for you, was it like, did you start playing instruments? How did you dive into it? Yeah, I mean, uh, my mum, when I was about two, I think she got me my first Casio. I think I've, if you go on my Twitter feed, there's a picture of it somewhere up there. I think I even played a little theme on it. <laughs> Sounds really tinny. <laughs> <laughs> But awesome. yeah, I've always just been doodling and my auntie had a piano, so I'd always be around her house. Wow. And I thought, yeah, it's time to take lessons, you know, and do the grades and do it do it that way. Right. So I um, went, went to find a decent piano teacher. I mean, Claire, her name is, she was the best to me. Yeah. And I think uh, for piano tutors, it differs on different people. You've just got to find your one. I see. <laughs> and once you find your one, then... Yeah, they're there to push you in the right direction. Mm, fascinating. So I uh, done the typical grades in that. And then after a while, she's like, I can't teach you nothing more because every time I was going to her lessons, I was just playing my own compositions <laughs> and try, trying to ask her for advice. And she was like, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to teach you the structure of music. I see. Interesting. Rather than like the creative aspect of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you like oh, that? Yeah. Like, did you like that part, that, that creative part of it? I mean, with more so technical part of it, I should say. Did you like that, you know, the structure behind it? Did that interest you? Yeah. And that was the main key for me to get me into composition, to really focus all my energy into the technical side rather than the creative side, which I believe I can bring out in anyone. Right. I hmm. believe anyone who works with uh, someone like myself can create music and understand it but the technical aspect for it was more of what interested me in music i see you know is playing this structure or like someone offering me a theme and then to develop that theme you would have to learn uh, principles behind music right mm -hmm. and that's what really interested me was that i mean so i went from my grades and then i didn't go to um, college or university or nothing mainly because of like the money aspect but yeah it's expensive my piano yeah my uh piano teacher managed to get me the same textbooks from some of the universities and the conservatoires oh interesting so um it's like i read the theory i've got the textbooks like we we all read from the same textbooks yeah i believe it's just we have different tutors yeah. there to uh encourage the passion within us wow interesting now did you <laughs> play in a band or anything like that or any music with a, a group or solo or I know some people do in, in like churches and they were able to practice in a lot of a lot of different ways creatively did you have that opportunity or is that ever an interest I, of yours I did yeah I mean growing up I mean living in the town I, I lived in and I, I'm a really sociable guy so I would just throw myself out there I mean I've been in a metal band wow. doing keyboards for that I've uh was uh, composing the music for a hip-hop group for a few years. Nice, yeah. And just got into all the different aspects and elements of uh, the different genres. It's kind of reflective in your sound. I, I'm very familiar with it, and it's interesting because you can pretty much play or create anything. So it's fascinating hearing that you have like kind of a, a um, multi-centric really exposure to music and interest in it. That's, yeah. Uh, fascinating. I would... Uh, if there's any composer or anyone listening to this that wants to get into music, I would say be as sociable as you can yeah. and understand that you are not that great. We are not great as individuals. So learn from everyone you can and really just take in what they can give you. Right. And that's really helped me over the time is um, understanding what it is 
to be into metal music, what it is to be into hip hop music, wow. what it is to be into house, what it is to be a composer and et cetera, et cetera. Do you have any favorite groups or artists that, you know, kind of stick out to you? And also, do you have any favorite composers or anyone that kind of inspires you? For rock, there's a, a few people that's really inspired me technically, which is Steve Vai. And I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Is Jung Ving Malmsteen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just amazingly technical guitarists. And uh, the thing with guitarists with me is I'm like, I can't do that on the keyboard, but I've got to learn how to try and do it on the keyboard. I see. And that's just, that's just helped me work around the keyboard differently, take me out from the classical structure of my blanket that I'm so comfortable with and, and really just change up the style. Interesting. Now, do you play the uh, guitar too? Uh, no, no, I, I wish I could, but I, yeah. I wouldn't want to ruin my uh, uh, piano technique. So <laughs> I wouldn't advise anyone serious on the piano to cross over onto the guitar and try and learn their chords and that. Because for me, it don't work personally. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've heard other musicians say that. It's interesting hearing your, you know, your perspective on that. I guess that is the case. Wow, pretty fascinating. Now, do you have a favorite score in general? Because film is so different and a lot of times you hear these wonderful scores and music and movies i just love it i think it's almost the perfect marriage but do you have like a favorite score anything that sticks out to you from a movie that you've watched even recently that's kind of in, you know inspired you or any composers yeah. that stick out that inspire you there there has always been this one school and i just mean this one school we all hear it every single year i'm pretty sure everyone at the, this specific point in the year, Christmas time, mm. it's a John Williams score, and that's Home Alone. Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> what is it about that that uh, moves you? Just the, the melodic structure of the whole score and the, the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, it's popular. It, it, mm, it really is, and it just drives me and thought, that's what I want to create. Yeah. You know, not exactly down to a T, but... I want to get those components into my uh, composing nature, so to say. I want to ask you how you would describe your sound. I know I asked you that before, but yeah, I'm curious now. It's been about a year or so since we've spoken. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. How would you describe your sound? Can it be described? I'm not too sure. I, I hope so. I mean, when I work on a piece, I'm never thinking about myself. Yeah. I'm always working it with someone else in mind or actually composing something for someone else. So I'm not too sure. My aim was always to get the tools I need so that when I am presented with an opportunity that we can bring forth that music from within that person. Yeah. Right. But I'd say personally, it's horror, sci-fi driven along those lines. I feel right. Right. I would say it's cinematic. I'll give you one word. <laughs> yeah, thanks, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was glad you didn't say it because I was going to tell you that uh, I think your sound is uh, very cinematic, and I'll leave it at that. So the horror sci-fi, though, I, I can see that. No doubt about that. By the way, are those your favorite types of films to watch? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've grew up on horror, sci-fi, fantasy-type based films. Yeah. Yeah, and stuff. they're just instilled within me, I think. Right, right. Now, Chris, is there a piece of music that you're most proud of now? I mean, when you look back at all of your compositions, is there something that really sticks out that you're like, 
ridiculously proud of? Ooh, there is one, I believe. And that is not saying it just because I'm on your show, but that intro piece that I've done for the show. Oh, my God. Because it come out of nowhere and it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you. Oh, my. You know what I mean? So it's that is, yeah, that is what I've always wanted to achieve is that professionally done, clean and commercial, but yet something different. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. I, I listen to it all the time. Now, it's, uh, it's amazing how that situation sort of manifests. You sent me like five different incredible pieces or more. <laughs> it was more. I, I don't know. I was listening so much to each one of them over and over and over and over again. And then I remember even the notes that you wrote on that one that it was random. And it just it just resonated perfectly with me. I, I was speechless because all the other scores were perfect, too, and they could have been used as well. But there was something really unique about it that stuck out and just worked. And I just have to commend you on that whole process and how wonderful that experience was working with you. And I thought it was awesome that you reached out and said that you wanted to create a piece for this particular podcast. And we're going to share that with our listeners here shortly. But I was thinking about having a new bumper and a new uh, start for the new year. And it was funny because I was going to reach out to you like probably a, like a month or so down the line or maybe a month or two down the line. And uh, when you reached out and you know, I reached out to you about coming back because I really wanted you to be one of the first guests to start off the new year. You know, you're someone I have a great deal of respect for, as I said you know, before, but I mean, just love working with. But when you sent that over. I was just like, oh, my God. I mean, I played it so many different times, loud, soft. And <laughs> it just, it really, really moved me. So, you know, again, hats off to you for the work that Thanks, you Seth. did with that. I don't even know how you came up with that arrangement, but it was just everything, everything, Cinema After Dark. So it just was perfect. It's brilliant, to say the least. I'm just thankful uh, that um, that I was able to like have a collaboration with somebody that's so passionate about what they do and so brilliant and gifted at what they do. That really means a lot to me. And, you know, it just really adds a lot of life to the show and the wonderful voices that... Uh, I love the voices over it. I, nice. When I hear the voices over it, they cut in so nice. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, good stuff. That's teamwork right there. Teamwork yeah, makes right you... Right there, right there. Right on the money. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, ah, my gosh, sir. Killing me here. You're killing me. We're going to crash this podcast here by uh, talking about how awesome that uh, <laughs> working relationship is. But I'm sure other folks out there who have had, you know, these opportunities to collaborate with inspirational people and people that, that have a great gift and coming together and having a really positive, wonderful collaboration. That's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, that's what cinema is about. And that's, I think, what life is about to a degree. That, that is, in a nutshell, the right. perfect, like, discussion point, so to say, because I don't know whether you remembered on the last show. Yeah. I mentioned the relationship between Spielberg and Williams. Yes, yes. It I is do. key, fundamental, you know, to be professional, but yet have that bond, you know, that special little something that you can both think and say, we take this very seriously, but let's have a laugh amongst ourselves, you know? Oh, uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And we share some laughs, that's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully more to uh, 
to come, but you know, just a brilliant piece there. And it's great that that's flattering too, that something you created for the show is something that you um, hold to a high uh, regard. And I, I love that kind of creatively. That's uh, really, really special to me now. Yeah. How much of your process is improvisation and how much of it is actually composition? I would say like 60, like improv. Yeah. And 40% composition because I only create until I get told to create sort of thing. Wow. You know, it'd be very rare. Like, uh, I don't know if you've noticed on my uh, Twitter feed. Oh, yes. I, uh, I when, when I work on for like personal projects on myself, I call them practice scenes or etudes, just study music. Right, right. And then that is like purely based on composition. But when I'm working with someone else, it's not about me. The picture's not about me. So. I've got to try and get in that person's mind, delve in, if you will, into their mind and try and create something together with them. Right. Which is so and, complicated, isn't it? I mean, that's yes. not, that's no small task right there. It's very challenging to do that. But when it happens, it is quite magical. You surprised me with that because I can say a few things to you. Like I can, what's shocking about you and why I think you're brilliant is that, I don't know the talk, the tech talk. I, I'm I'm okay with that when it comes to music and composition, but I mean, you've uh, got a better understanding than you think. Interesting. <laughs> I, I appreciate you saying that because uh, what you're able to interpret and how you come up with you know these pieces, and this isn't just the first piece we've worked on or collaborated on together, but it, it just amazes me that you're able to do that and to interpret, because I think my mind's sometimes all over the place, <laughs> except for when I'm on set, it's usually, but, but it's a bit <laughs> different, but you know, it's, it's, these are difficult things to describe. It's hard sometimes to describe a sound. Sometimes you have to work with a few examples, but you're always spot on. And it's, it's crazy how much what you do just works or something's a little off or different or not as, as we, you know, as we both intend, you're, you're so quick at, uh, being able to remaster and re-engineer it and to throw something different and to really give a lot of options to select from. And I appreciate that. But it's it's interesting hearing that, you know, you improv a lot. I can certainly see that in the pieces that you share on Twitter are awesome. And it's cool that you do that. That was one of the first things I think that drew me to your uh, profile. Not only do you tweet a lot and share a lot of just wonderful pieces and uh, inspiration and, you know, positive words out there, you create a lot of cool content and yeah it's just uh remarkable what you're doing and how you're utilizing you know your gift and your platform but yeah it's uh that improv is uh is fascinating now where does that inspiration come from when you are going to create a piece you know where do you start you start from nothing i mean every piece you start with when you're working with someone it comes from nothing if i'm gonna like sit down and say like with uh, that bumper piece once we gotta go in yeah. Rather than just sitting there like, well, I'm gonna gonna do this for Max and he's gonna like it. You know, it don't work like that. You know. Yeah. I've got to understand you first of all before I can even try and understand what piece I'm gonna create. Right. Right. In uh, yeah. in in a, such of a sense, and like you said, it becomes a on a personal relationship as well. So I've got to try and understand Max, the right. businessman, as well as Max. What does what cinema does Max like? You yeah. know, how am I gonna capture his imagination? Wow. And once I can try and get all of those aspects together, then I'll start forming the piece. Right. Or like, uh, do you know, like when I sent you like, uh, I think it was like five or plus examples. Yeah. Yeah. 
those were five different thought processes of what can I do? Oh, and none of them worked. And then that random one come out. Yeah, I know. If all <laughs> ones... I just took the chance. <laughs> uh, and it was just like perfect. It was bizarre. All the other ones were great too. I, I can't tell you, but something about that one resonated so brilliantly and so perfectly with the intro and the bumper music of the show. And God, that's, um, Ah, oh, just remarkable. But yeah, I wanted to use that bumper as an example because basically, like I said, thinking about it, the five structures or the five plus structures I sent out were composed and the the fourth was just like, Do you know, I'm just going to take a chance on this variation. Wow. I, I, I know what he likes and if I'm feeling it, then I'm pretty sure we're on the same wavelength on this one. I don't know, but let's send it. <laughs> Holy cow. It's crazy. I'm glad you did that, sir. I... I really, you know, on the fortunate end of your creative mind. And again, that's certainly a uh, blessing to say the least. We'll talk a little bit more about that too, you know, after we get to the second segment here, because I want to ask you a few more questions here before we uh, go to a short break here. But, you know, what's been the most difficult and rewarding parts of your journey thus far? Obviously, you know, I think the uh, the journey is is always just beginning over and over and over again. Yes. <laughs> but what's been the most you know difficult and rewarding parts for you? I'd say that the most difficult and the most rewarding is understanding that your sound is never going to be as professional as you want it to be in terms of money. There's always going to be someone out there with a better studio than you. I mean, yeah. As far as it goes now, personally, I've spent thousands and thousands upon my studio. So I've got that sound. But then you look at Hans Zimmer's shoot and he's just surrounded by modular synths. And it's like, yeah. darn. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, or yeah. John Williams, so to say, you can just whip up an orchestra right. and actually have that orchestra there. And so there's always going to be someone with a better equipment to produce a better score than you what you've got to understand is your sound is professional so once you've got that there you know stop criticizing yourself and have fun with your studio good stuff yeah i struggle with that too sir i sometimes you just don't have all the resources that you want and usually it comes down to the finances because yeah uh, it'd be nice to have these big budgets to do all these crazy <laughs> awesome big things that uh, some people have and to utilize especially the resources there those tools that you could use to create obviously that enhances you know our abilities to uh, really tell stories and to create but you know you kind of have to work with the resources that we have and sometimes that's difficult though you know it's it's sometimes it's um it feels like it handcuffs you i'm sure and other times uh, maybe it creates a creative challenge for you what do you think yeah. about that yeah, it does. It it definitely creates a, a challenge for you. I mean, when I joined Twitter last year, I mean, in my town, I, I know I was working really hard amongst my group of friends in that to get my studio where it was last year. If your listeners listen back and hear the piece and then hear how far I've progressed just on my own sound, yeah. getting up to scratch. Wow. Joining Twitter, I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. My notes are there. I've always believed in my notes. Mm -hmm. And by notes, I mean my, my actual written notes. I've right. always believed in them, but I've always believed that the sound them notes are producing could be better. Imagine if I had that synth. It, it would sound lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember, by the way, I remember you upgrading something recently, your synth package, or you did something. I remember you had some project going on that you uh, 
who were uh, discussing with me and uh, I think also socially too on uh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was before I was just using um, a few old synths. I ain't going to besmirch their names or nothing on there. So right, right. But I was using them and it wasn't the fact that they wasn't good enough that you, like we was just saying, you always want to progress and use yeah. that bit of equipment yeah. <laughs> because this bit of equipment now I've learned to, I've used it. And I've come as far as I can come with it. And I just need to use the next bit of equipment now. Nice. Good stuff. We'll talk about equipment too shortly and some of your preferences. I'm curious about some of your preferences or go-tos. But uh, what would be your ideal composing gig? My ideal composing gig would be to work where I'm working now. Because like, there's a question I wanted to ask you, which do you think is necessary for composers to move to L.A.? You know what? In, t- in today's time. No, I do not. And I will say Thank that, you. yeah, I will say that even collaborating with you, that is obviously the case. Brilliance is all around the world and passion is all around the world. I think now with the way we share and distribute media, uh, particularly, you know, with being able to trans- transmit files and uh, can transfer files over email or utilizing some type of cloud service, I think and send you know deliverables i i really believe that uh, the sky is the limit and you can work anywhere as long as you have access to the tools that you need and oftentimes it might be better to uh, have that kind of remote secluded area where you can create rather than coming all the way out to la or to new york or wherever the site is uh, to com- create the music what are your thoughts on that because i don't think there there really is a requirement to come out to los angeles at all i mean you know, working with you, I, I don't know. I see so many brilliant people all over the world just kind of doing their thing remotely. And I don't know, the sky's the limit. What are your thoughts, though? That is exactly my thought. And I'm glad you just said that because then I can play this interview to a few people and be like, look, I'm happy where <laughs> I am. I don't need to move. Leave me alone. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I mean, one example I put across to them was I move somewhere around the world. I've got a comfortable setup with my neighbours now. We've, we're on the same time, you know. They know what time I like to work and what time they work. So we've got that. So I know what times of the day I can really, really blast my studio out. <laughs> and everyone's happy. Right. <laughs> but if I move, I'm going to have to create a new structure. And then people aren't going to know me, so they're not going to be so forgiving. I'm the new neighbour. So it's going to be like, why is he coming to our place and making all this noise? <laughs> <laughs> and also for the uh, security of your for your sound and your equipment right. and all the work you've put in you know i mean it takes a lot for people to get to know you in that and uh yeah just for, just for home security really for my uh, equipment and obviously my hard drives yeah absolutely with my with my actual pieces on them right right yeah i feel the same way too <laughs> it's definitely good to kind of be a uh a little bit hidden <laughs> and, yeah yeah and uh, i mean obviously for people on set and that yeah makeup artists camera cinematographers and yourself right. producers yeah you guys all all need to be in the place where you need to be but for me as a composer keep me in my weird little corner you know right. where i can create comfortably yeah absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah i believe yeah i love that that's uh Good question, though, because it's something that we didn't really discuss here and whether it's important to be in a city to uh, create and to collaborate together or with others. I think that nowadays, thankfully, 
because of the internet and because of the way we share media, we can be anywhere in the world and collaborate. And that's the beauty of exactly that is uh, that is so spot on. That's good and stuff. And, and uh, the more you delve into the social media aspect and start socializing on there, you there's just a world of talent out there. Oh yes, absolutely. and just just to be able to send someone a message and then to try and start up a collaboration. I mean, there's many composers on Twitter that I'm trying to talk to and I, I'd love to collaborate with them and work with them, but I'm not obviously too sure on their schedules, but that's going to be something I'd love to do this year is like start up an open collaboration with some composers on Twitter. So oh, that's awesome. You know what I found, sir? The uh, funny thing about composers is I've invited so many composers on this show. And let me tell you, and it's hard to get them to come on the show. They are all <laughs> like uh show shy or something. They just don't want yeah, to talk. I, you're unique in that you are very very social uh that's that's uh i really appreciate you know you coming on this show and and sharing some of your uh, knowledge with folks because the thing is a lot of composers just do not want to to talk about what they're doing or share their influences or passions it's it's bizarre the reason why personally i'm a social bloke is my sound ain't that great my i ain't the best composer and i am not going to insult another composer by thinking that they could nick my music they can create notes themselves and they can work with people themselves so i'm like let's be social guys you know what i mean actors everyone's all social but yeah you know i ain't worried about my sound at the end of the day because what you've heard i'm creating something new today right and so it's it's just an ongoing process and it don't hurt to be social and uh, share your experiences, et cetera, and I believe. Huh, fascinating. <laughs> Hearing your, uh, your thoughts on that. Now, what qualities does a good composer possess, in your opinion? Uh, that's quite hard because I believe everyone's different to them, themselves personally, but some qualities that I always try to bring across in myself and hope that people get is I'm here. You know, if I right. give you my attention then you've got my attention, mm, nice. you know, yeah. and it's not about me. It's about the conversation we're having. It's about maybe a sympathetic ear. It might even be a laugh. You might need cheering up and who better than this little buck tooth Brit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Well, Chris, I think that's well said. And, you know, I think it's a good place to take a short break and give our listeners a chance to reset. We'll also give you a chance to reset because I do want to come back and pick your brain a bit more after the break. How does that sound to you? Yeah, that's great, sir. Great. Well, we're going to take a short break here, folks. And I'm going to play an exclusive score that uh, Mr. Goodhall created to share with all of you wonderful listeners during our break and then we'll come back from the break and we'll pick his brain a bit more but yeah how would you like to kind of describe this piece before we go to our break how would you describe it chris because it's unique after midnight hours <laughs> i love that we'll we'll leave it at that folks and we're going to go to a short break here and then we'll come back with christopher goodhall after this break so do not go anywhere folks and listen.
to the Cinema After Dark podcast. We are continuing our discussion with brilliant man by the name of Mr. Christopher Goodall. He is a previous guest on the show, someone that I've been so fortunate to collaborate with, and he has so kindly discussed his journey into the industry as a composer, as a music mind, as a mastermind. He has shared this ridiculously cool score that he created exclusively to share with all of you listening to this podcast my god and uh sir first let me say again thank you for taking the time to create such a magical uh piece there for us and uh, how did you come up with this piece and can you give us a little more insight into how you compose and what your process is i'm so curious to see how the genesis of something that comes as an idea actually ends up something that you're, you know, a piece that you're sending via email to play on a show. That's uh, tremendous to say the least. Perhaps you could share, you know, some of your methods and or the methods that you use to create these, you know, these ideas you come up with. Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, firstly, I wanted to understand what Cinema After Dark is and what could I offer the listeners and uh, try and understand 
obviously everyone's got different musical aspects. How can I fit them all into one piece? Yeah. So I started off, first of all, with something slow. I wanted to build up momentum, you know? Yeah, you could tell. Keep, I mean, keep it, whoa. keep it moving, sort of like a heartbeat, you know, just posting slowly and then yeah. building up to this big suspense. Yeah. But sort of keep keep the same sort of in theme. It's a radio show, it's a podcast. I wanted it to keep within that line of composition, right? If that makes any sense. Like if you listen to like a game show, I've right. worked in some elements of a game show in there. I wanted it to have that TikToking element in there as well and keep that progressing all the way through. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it almost feels like a uh, we're watching several scenes unfold or play out. It's like a it's got a little feel of a story of its own that, as you said, kind of builds with uh, tempo. It's got a little bit of suspense in there, too, that I think you do so eloquently, uh, the way you layer your music. And uh, that suspense aspect is big. It's something that always resonates with me but it's got a little bit of a punch and kick to it too it's kind of potent too as well yeah yeah oh yeah i wanted to whack in that uh the digital aspect in there it's, a, it's something i've been working on a lot lately and it's uh, a big part of my musical theory at the moment which is uh digital and orchestration music nice. blending because it's not just about being um a classical composer no more Right. We've got so much technology around us. Now, can we infuse this in in a classical school? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Let's not deny the drum and bass. Let's not deny hip hop. Let's not deny this genre. Let's not deny house. Right. It's a part of who we are now as a culture. So we've got to infuse this. I believe as a classical composer, anyway, into the musical essence, so to say. My God. By the way, do you see scenes when you create? Do you ever see? your own particular scenes in your head when you create these pieces yeah i mean if you see me in the studio i bet my neighbors must think i'm a nutcase because i'm constantly <laughs> just thrashing around the place and if you're looking outside the window and you can just see me it, it's probably a, a show in itself <laughs> but yeah. i'm actually working i'm not i'm not banking off the walls or nothing guys i'm, I'm actually working and trying right. to get into that frame of mind which for this particular piece was cinema after dark My you know God. what can i offer cinema after dark what is cinema after dark mean to me and try and envision that into a into a wow a visual scene <laughs> oh man spectacular i don't know there's sometimes there's no words to describe what happens creatively in our heads it's uh, it's so fascinating you know what we see in our heads and what we see in our mind and how that translates to the actual melody of a song the tempo was it difficult for you to come up with a tempo how did you even know you know kind of where to start though was it really just a feel thing was it was it all improv no it, it was a uh, choosing a sign choosing choosing the sign specifically for this one because i wanted to yeah. uh, elaborate on what the piece i uh, wrote for the show last time i see okay. you know i wanted okay. to I wanted to bring in the feel that I've got a new studio now, guys. If you listen back to the prior show, we had yeah. a discussion on um, analog and digital sounds. Right. So after the show, I was like, I really haven't got a decent digital hardware synth yet. The one mm. that I wanted anyway. Right. And so to try and broadcast uh, my thoughts into a piece just didn't work at the time, specifically right after the show. So, I mean, I, I've 
done a piece for it now and that's up on my uh, SoundCloud page so if anyone wants to check that out also listen back to the discussion then you'll get the piece more yeah it's uh it really sticks out to me because um yeah it's interesting what you did differently this time around it's um ah, it's good stuff it's just really brilliant work and i appreciate you you know taking the time out to create something you know to share exclusively with our listeners that's uh awesome so great work again with this and god i could do this all day <laughs> you're killing me man you're just killing <laughs> I believe, me i believe though all composers should do that i mean obviously for you filmmakers and everyone in the film business it requires a huge team yeah it's a huge team effort and i mean as a composer all i needed to do was save up a lot of money buy the equipment and away you can go right you right. know what i mean so I, I always feel that there's more of a selfish element within composing in the terms of you've got all the equipment yourself now you can just sit here all day long and write music and it, it just feels selfish so for me i always want to try and give as much music away as i possibly can right My and, God. and just share that share that like ugh, make make it feel like I'm, I'm doing something not just for myself but for a purpose so to say so for my purpose for that piece was let's create something that the cinema after that listeners can enjoy well, I tell you again, you know, thank you again for uh, creating the piece and sharing it today. It's uh, magical, to say the least. We could talk about this piece all night. There's so much to it that I think that's uh, special. So, wow, really, really great work. And uh, I kind of want to dig into, you know, what your creative process is like, particularly the types of tools and equipment that you kind of prefer to use or that you're utilizing right now. Do you want to share any of your go-tos or is there a specific software package that you like to utilize to help compose? I, I don't have to get too specific here because we can't give out uh, all the goods, but you know, whatever you want to share. <laughs> My uh, main sequencer is always going to be Cubase. Right. And I always praise that up to the nines because for me personally, I, I love the color system. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just ba purely based on the color system, ease of use, and I grew up on it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was I got Cubase, the first very Cubase. And then wow. obviously they always offer you an upgrade package. So every time they bring out a new one, I just always upgrade to that. Oh, fantastic. I did use other sequencers, but I think that once you find your niche sequencer, and I'm pretty sure you filmmakers have it too now with all this editing technology. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a craft in its own nowadays. Yes. Yeah. It's the same bar as composing. I, I imagine right. we had an interesting discussion you've had with a prior guest about mm. it. And yeah, yeah you, you might... Uh, have have ideas for scenes and you might have it all in place in your mind visually how it's going to go but once you get to their editing stages all bets are off right exactly <laughs> yep. yep music i imagine is the same way right you're probably yeah. moving things around and yeah it's exactly the same way so i mean once you find your um sequencer you feel comfortable or you don't mind cutting things out and putting things here or there right. i find when i go to a, another sequencer i feel like a robot i must work in this way <laughs> right right <laughs> sort of aspect like you know and, and the music just comes out mundane boring yeah, yeah. Uh, and bland right right a pc or mac kind of guy pc I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pc guy just because it's it's more universally open oh. i believe once you once you get a mac you're sort of, especially with music, I'm not sure on other software, but music, yeah. If you get a Mac, you, you're sort of driven to one 
area of music. I see. You know, I, I know uh, plugins nowadays are becoming more universally open, but yeah, I still prefer Windows personally. Ah, okay, interesting. Do you have a lot of uh, plugins? No, no. I, mm. I tend to I tend to trust the company I'm um, investing in. Mm, to say, yeah. for example, my hardware synth, what I've just got just recently, yeah, over the thing since uh, six months ago with uh, Access Virus Ti, mm, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. and uh, yeah, so I'm, I, you invest in in that, and you expect them to do their job as well as you're going to do your job, you know, right? right. As far as uh, tweaking processes goes, and as a composer, you've got to understand layers are great, but you've got to know what you're layering, you yeah. know. You've got to know exactly what you're layering, so you're you're not crossing frequencies and things like that. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah, there's a method to the madness, is what you're saying, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> well put. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Now, say someone reaches out to you and wants to collaborate with you. What types of services do you provide? Oh, that's a, that's another great question. I mean, for filmmakers. I offer them the opportunity that I'm going to delve into their mind right. and understand the essence of what we need to create together, you know, because yeah. to me, it's more than just directions they're presenting to me. To me, they're offering me the chance to capture their imagination yeah. and instill it into the music that we're going to create for the film. Absolutely. Is there anything that aids you in that process? Because I think it's really important for a filmmaker or anybody that reaches out to you to not expect you to just have all the answers. I think it's a really a two-way collaborative effort. I believe the more information they can provide, the better to help you start that process. And the more tools that they can provide, the better. Is there anything that you would recommend that somebody provides you with, even if it's a kind of a long-form description? What what kind of gets your juices flowing and what can aid you in the process of really uh, that types of collaboration yeah well the first thing i would do if someone offers me the opportunity to work with them the first thing i do is do a little social media stalking you know nothing creepy just checking out interviews they've done i read their bios see what sort of media they like so i can get a full sense of what we're going to create nice now, say someone uh, needs a piece for a horror film, where should they begin? You know, a simple email to you. What would you like that process to kind of look like? Yeah, I mean, reach out to me either via social media or you can get hold of my email address and just say, I've got this project. I think that you'd be ideal for it. I would email them back and say, um, awesome, we've got a blank piece of the puzzle. Let's create it. Nice. Very cool. And I, again, folks listening, try to give him as much information as possible because I, I feel that really helps creatives personally. That's something that I'm big on, you know, trying to be as thorough as possible in terms of what you want to expect out of it. Maybe it's feel, maybe it's color, maybe it's tone, you know, maybe provide some samples of similar work if that's possible. Oftentimes that's not even possible. You know, I think that always aids in magicians such as yourself working that magic there to uh, create something for someone. So that is awesome. And, you know, before we uh, we uh, head off of this podcast, we will uh, plug your information. But, Chris, you know, oh God, it's just there's something I've got to do to you, sir, that <laughs> I do to all of my guests here. And I'm really going to hate to do this to you 
especially given that, you know, we collaborate together and that um, have such a great respect for you. But um, this is something that I have to do that may kill that collaboration and might. I mean, I'm really kind of worried that it might impact our ability to work together. But I've got to ask you, sir, if you are ready for it. I mean, it's something that I really have to do to you, but um, I don't know. It's, are you ready for it? I, I, I am. Little, little, little tense, mate. Yeah, yeah. You kind of dive right in. I see. You're very confident. And because of that, I will um, give you another opportunity. I'm going to give you another opportunity here, sir, to uh, to tell me that I shouldn't go forward with this. Um, is it? Are you sure you really want to do this? Oh, I'm not too sure, but I'm big on humor, so... <laughs> okay, Chris. Well, <laughs> this is the part of the show where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. Chris, now this fun fact should be anything that you would like to share, but preferably something that people don't know about you. And I'm going to leave that spotlight on you, sir. A fun fact that people don't know about you and the floor is yours. Oh, I had a, I had a really good opportunity to uh, work with someone in uh, the British radio scene and they're uh, a DJ. Oh. So I've, I've made, the, made the tune, put it on a CD, got all the way down to London, govern the CD, they've put it on and it was blank. Oh! Oh! <laughs> and I did. I didn't have a USB stick on me. Oh my gosh! No! Oh no! Gosh. No! No! Now, hold on a second. Okay, so, my God, that is like the worst, utmost disaster that could actually happen. Now, did you laugh yeah. it off? What happened? I did laugh off because I was able to play them um, the the theme that I wanted on the keyboard, and it sort of balanced itself out, but. Wow. My days, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I was young, young and dumb, uh, let's say. Jeez, my goodness. That's, that is a crazy, brutal fun fact. It's funny listening to the way you describe it, but I guess at the time it wasn't uh, so it, it was, funny. It's a, it's a doozy of a situation to be in, and I always say to any, wow, we, we haven't got that problem now because we've got USB sticks. Yeah. But back then, I only had CDs, and I didn't know how to burn them off correctly. Oh my god. Typical newbie mistake. Noob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a hell of a story though, man. That's a a great uh fun fact. Oh my. <laughs> it was blank, oh, brutal. Oh god, why well, mm. I, I appreciate you sharing that with our listeners and one thing to kind of tune back to uh composing for a second and services that Chris can offer. He can pretty much do it all, folks. And you know, I said that in his bio, you know, he can create any type of sound that you want. That's what I think personally. You know, I'm gonna sell you here. I know you're a very modest man and uh you know you can produce any type of sound for a score for a short film, feature film, commercials, web series. I don't feel that there are any limits to your creative boundaries. So I just wanted to get that out there but what are your thoughts regarding music and the future of independent film because you know the role of a composer has always been subjective in that it kind of seems to frequently change from time to time and over the years yeah. you know but you know what are your thoughts you know on the like the the social political creative roles that composers play today and how do you feel that you try to meet those goals and stay current and relevant in your own work 
I would say nowadays, all of us, everyone who, who's in the creative cinema scene, we've all got this opportunity that we've got digital, we've got uh, technology on our sides. Right. And all bets are off now, you know. I mean, we, we all can work harder. As long as we learn our craft, and I stress that, I can't stress that enough, learn our craft, like you said earlier, present everything we're doing well and come across professionally. We can do anything we want uh, creative-wise. Yeah. You know, we're not limited no more to stick into this sort of genre. You know, we can blend in whatever we want. So I'd say my role now is to, as a composer personally, is to help and join in and get in this creative process and say, Let, let's offer the world something unique, you know? Right, right. That's we, a... we, we've all worked hard on this puzzle. So uh, let's get the picture and make it uh, as big as we possibly can and offer it the world. Absolutely. How do you feel about, you know, the, direction of composition and music and scores and the vehicle behind independent film i i say personally like uh there's some brilliant opportunities out there you know i've, I've seen some uh, great scenes and uh could i think we could do something amazing yeah i, I do and uh, it's just open you know i, I wouldn't want to put any sort of give there's no set rules to it you know now, nowadays i don't believe absolutely Absolutely. You know, and um, yeah. let's create, obviously, understand what an audience wants, what audience we're going for. Right. But, I mean, as far as the creative process goes, I, I believe we can pretty much do whatever we want, can't we? Yeah. I, In such a sense. Right, right. I co-sign that. Absolutely. Now, if you weren't a composer, what would you be doing? If I weren't a composer, I'd be crying. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's all I've ever, it's all I've known for many years, sir. <laughs> uh, I'd be, I'd probably be, I'd probably be the guy looking at a guy through the window thinking, why is he thrashing around? <laughs> uh, <laughs> admiring, admiring awesome. the beauty of the madness, so to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, is there any advice that you would like to share with someone that might be listening to this podcast right now, but maybe they don't have the resources and maybe they don't know where to start, sir. And uh, maybe they want to do what you're doing right now. Is there any advice that you would give that individual? Yeah. The advice I would give them is always follow through with your heart. If your heart and your mind are both telling you something, ignore everyone else around you, you know, Absolutely. learn your craft and um, look out for guys like me who are, uh, who have got the equipment now and right. who make sample packs and reach out to them in a professional sense, you know, don't just send messages like, Hey, check this out. You know, really, really just be genuine, be yourself and just let your guards down. Know that we as people end the best thing to happen since sliced bread and, and learn from other people Absolutely. and uh, just take small steps, you know, right. If you right. feel that your sound ain't there, ask for something, you know, I've had people say, Oh, I wish I had a baseline to this specific piece. So I'm like, what I'll do then is I'll go on my synth, I'll make loads of uh, samples, and there you go. Right. Hope that helps, hope it works. But just be yourself and don't copy other people's processes like, hey, check this out. Hey, 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 talk decent, you know. Yeah. We don't walk down the street if we're, at, say, for example, at a bus stop or you're walking down the street. You don't just go, hey, <laughs> in, <laughs> so in such a rude manner, so to say. Right. <laughs> well said now what's next for you do you have any 
2017 goals. I know you're constantly working on your craft, but you know anything specifically that's next for you that you're excited about in this upcoming year? Oh, there, there's loads of projects I'm excited about. But as I've mentioned many a times on social media, that I'm a big fan of the show. Oh, and man. I've taken some uh, great advice that will help me to answer this very question. <laughs> oh, my. Which is I uh, can't obviously selfishly mention what I have lined up work-wise because that's not my decision to make. That's more like the director's call when to announce a project or so to say yeah but personal projects yeah i'm getting into r-rated sounds nice do you think sound should come with a certificate of warning interesting very interesting ah man that's an interesting uh proposition there that's i don't think sound should ever be censored <laughs> what do you think about that that's that's a I don't know because, like yeah. I, I uh, like I said, I've done a, a piece that is analog and digital wow. both simultaneously, just to, as an answer to our discussion what we had last time on the show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my nephew walked in the room and absolutely looked horrified. <laughs> it was really loud. The bass was piercing. It's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. It had like this really screechy analog sounds over the top of it, and it was just too much for him. Right. And I think sounds like that are just too brutal for a young mind. Interesting. Yeah, because maybe they've been so pre-programmed to believe that music or sounds are supposed to be a certain type of way. Do you think there's a natural element to that? Do you feel like really from the way that we were developed and created, do you feel like there's certain sounds that are natural sounding to us and that aren't? Or do you think that's taught? Yeah, definitely. I think obviously because of most media back in the day, especially for me, as I was growing up, was very controlled. Yeah. And now that we live in the world of online social media presence, all bets are off. So basically what a composer or anyone can create, we can upload it to the net and share it with the world. So I, I believe kids nowadays have got a lot more of a broader sense of what the world is it's not all candy coated happy music you know right a kid could easily just go online and hear something totally like wow <laughs> that's <laughs> so flipped my world yeah man what's this about <laughs> yeah, yeah you know yeah that's so to say right right a certificate of warning though that's fascinating to say the least i love that stuff i love like the, the avant-garde kind of like very artistic and unique new sounds i'm more compelled to that than uh, than just hearing the traditional music or music the traditional sounds nowadays i i love the blend of analog and digital that's that's a world that i want to live in even as a filmmaker creatively so i would say that you're unique in that you're able to explore both and you play in both and i would Hope that you never change that because it's one of the things that really draws me to your sound. You you have all the structure and all that, but I think, you know, some of your bread and butter actually comes when you uh, experiment. And I've seen, yeah. you know, listened to a lot of the pieces that you put up and some of the um, the, the more creative stuff that you've done that's, that's not all like that you've experimented with. And I've loved that stuff. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, we are professional nowadays. All of us are professional. We still want it to be commercially clean and commercially accepted, but we can create a new structure among us. Right. You know, and it's that structure we're going to create among us is what is actual truth. I mean, 
you could walk down the road, be in a happy mood, slip in a puddle and get annoyed. <laughs> right. You know yep. what I mean? And we need to <laughs> encapture that in cinema. Right. You know, sometimes, and I think Steve Jobs had said something along these lines, we don't know what we want until we create it or we, we create it for people. People don't know what they want until it's created for them. It's kind of like how the phones, iPhone was created, you know, these devices and just about anything in the world that you can think of that's new. And you know, sometimes you just have to create something new and create the want and the need for it and the love for it. So I feel that, uh, I, yeah, we're going to say, yeah, that is exactly spot on. I mean, technology has made us so efficient as human beings, right? but let's not forget the human element in life. Yeah. You know, let's, let's go back. I mean, I mean, especially in horror schools nowadays, they've become so free and open. There's no uh, stereotypicalness to them. Yeah, mm. I love that. I love like, a good horror score, even a sci-fi score. One of my oh, loves, yeah, dude. You've got to listen to Under the Skin, the um, Scarlett Johansson movie. Uh, it's uh, I, I will get on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll share that with you <laughs> off uh, air because <laughs> that score is so unique and so abstract. And something that I think will uh, tickle you because it's 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 very Christopher Goodhall. It's uh it's 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 got that uh, unique sound to it, and it's got that experimental but fresh, crisp, original sound to it. So uh, I'll have to share that with you. But yeah, with horror, there's so much you can explore. Yeah, there's there's so much you know, and I there I believe in the late two thousands there become this stereotypical sound effect right. and it was just getting for me personally boring yeah, yeah. all right we, we we know the simps can go up we know the simps can do a downward rise let's do something more than that you know right. there's more suspense to be created huh. and there was a score you recommended for me and i i'm so grateful you did because i've actually got into it now which is uh, the stranger things theme oh yes oh good and stuff. it just reinvents that sound you know it's it's, it's right. about taking previous knowledge but doing your own thing and i believe all creatives should encompass that in their life absolutely cool i'm glad that you know you uh found an interest in that uh yeah it's the one that stuck out to me too there's a lot of unique sense out sense out there like a lot of reading scores out there generally speaking i mean even mr robot the show has so many unique and so many shows that i know are, are starting to experiment a bit more with their sound oh god it's exciting isn't it i mean it's, it is an, it's an exciting time yes definitely <laughs> right right the marriage of film and music i think is magical and gosh and it's it's a journey that's only going to keep on growing. It's going to grow after our generation. It's going to grow after the next. And it's it's just going to keep on growing. And whilst we're in we're in our time now, I say let's embrace the new. Oh, right on to that, sir. That is the real truth, right there. And before we wrap, my God, feel free to plug anything you wish: websites, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you want to share. SoundCloud email address how can people stay up to date with what you're doing and get in touch with you i'd say i'm most social on uh, twitter just mainly because there's so many talented and awesome people on there for me yeah. it's always a pleasure when i'm not working just to kick back and, and enjoy other people's gifts right but if you want to reach out on email it'll be like 3dl at outlook.com awesome if you've got any sort of you you want to get into music or you've got an idea for a project yeah hit me up on there 
Can you repeat that again, sir? Uh, FreeDLoutlook.com. Awesome. Just check out for my social media because I don't like to be stagnant now. I always put pieces up there right, and right. Uh, mainly just leave them out there. I never really promote them. So it's always nice to discover, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Absolutely. And uh, you're someone speaking of discovery that really has flown under the, the radar. I think you kind of fly under the radar, even though you're so active on social media. But I think you're... Uh, brilliant. I really do believe that big things are ahead for you. You're somebody that I want to personally have a, you know, a continuous working relationship with. I am looking forward to collaborating with you, you know, for now and you know, until uh, you get tired of me uh, bugging you about uh, creating. <laughs> but you know, I'm really happy that you were able to uh, come back on the show and you know, there's some folks that didn't have an opportunity to listen to that wonderful first discussion we had and really uh, where we kind of connected in the uh, universe out there, sir. But I tell you one thing, anybody who has an opportunity to work with you is certainly in for a treat. You are a really uh, respectful individual and just really on top of your professionalism uh, is fantastic. Your your turnaround time is incredible. Literally, you I don't even know how you do it. You just, you know, I can reach out to you with an idea and your turnaround time is so quick it's mind-bogglingly quick and it's something that i really appreciate and want to thank you for while i have you on the air and yeah folks if you are listening to this podcast you need to get in touch with this man my god he will certainly bring life to your work and he's just a really passionate individual somebody that uh, really works hard and that loves cinema you know, for that, you know, we love people like that. We love bringing folks like that on the show. And my God, personally, I love working with people that are passionate about what they do. I feel like the sky is the limit for you, though, sir. And, you know, thanks again for uh, coming back on the uh, program. I got to bring you back in the near, near future. Maybe we won't wait a year this time because, <laughs> <laughs> because it's too long. It almost seems like it's too long of a, of a time there to to wait but i um again appreciate you listening to the program appreciate all of the tweets that you send out just don't change a damn thing because you're certainly doing some special stuff out there and you know i just want to give you an applaud and a sincere thank you for everything that you're doing for independent film because you're a unique fella and uh, somebody that i feel has a um really really good future ahead so you know don't get discouraged and you know uh just keep doing what you're doing Thanks. I mean, those words right there are comforting to me. You know, I work so hard and I try and uh, give that across to people is um, the element of work in me. And uh, it's, it's nice to know that other people are, are beginning to see that now, you know. Absolutely. Yes, sir. You are uh, really doing some magical stuff. You have a gift there, you know, that mind of yours. And it's uh, it's a really magical thing. So, again, I, I really believe some big things are ahead for you sooner rather than later i think everything sort of happens for a reason but you know just keep doing what you are doing and um god uh, don't get tired of me because i will be stalking you <laughs> <laughs> likewise sir i mean it's, it's great i mean i've connected with you personally more so than anyone just because of your passion oh, i feel man. it's the same as mine it's just you've got that vision you know what i mean as, as a filmmaker you've got that vision i mean you bring out 
music in me that I wouldn't be able to create unless you've governed me that them directions. And it's, it's a beautiful thing that oh, truly is. I mean, for any composer who's listening to this, who's, who's uh, working with a filmmaker, really listens from, you know, it's not about you. It's about what we can create together. And uh, once you understand that, you can both together do something beautiful. Oh, my salute to that, sir. By the way, do you have any other hobbies? Before we wrap here, I've always wondered that any hobbies that you have, you know, when you're not creating, is that's more like, I don't know. I always think of film as like, it's a job and a hobby. It's kind of yes. like a, a fusion of the two. Right. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. passions. It's uh, yeah. Cinema's our way of life. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's something we live, we eat, we breathe, but what do we do when we're, we're, we're not doing that? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do, man? I, I know you, uh, don't you play a little uh, footy or something, soccer? I, I don't know. I, I, I've seen, I'm trying I to go was, by your tweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was into soccer, but recently, the, for the past year, I've been getting into uh, NFL. Nice. Which is, uh, which is a new hobby of mine, a yeah. new passion, so to say. Nice. And uh, nice. as with soccer, to us over the pond, small pond, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're uh, often born into teams, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's do true. You who do you follow as a football team? I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. See, I'm from I'm not from Los Angeles. I came out here about ten years ago, ten plus years ago, and I'm actually from the eastern part of the United States in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's a small, well, not really small. I think it's medium size. It depends on how depends on what you compare it to. You compare it to L.A., it's small. But then again, every every city is kind yeah. of small compared to L.A. outside of New York. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a Unique town, very old-fashioned, more so European-type buildings and architecture, a lot of bridges and rivers, and it's just a really cool sports city. So that's, you know, I've grown up on, like, sports, and really there wasn't much to do in the city outside of eat and, and watch sports. So, uh, you know, you either gain 300 pounds watching sports or you, you know, you uh, watch sports and, and then... Uh, and do nothing else <laughs> that's how my hometown is but i love it there and uh it's, you know still is a special place in my heart because the sports teams are just wonderful and it brings everybody together it's one of the things that's beautiful about sports yeah kind of like film in that way but uh yeah. yeah but you man what what do you have there to kind of do when you're you know when you're just not creating so you're starting to get into nfl and what else man starting, starting yeah. to watch that but yeah nice. just mainly uh going fishing going out with my dogs i, nice. I live in farmers fields mainly i live in like the farm really farm town of uh, the uk yeah yeah that's awesome that's fantastic you do a little fishing any type of particular just do a little fishing uh just trout fishing really oh nice fly Nothing fishing major <laughs> oh that's awesome uh, no man. no just just uh ordinary line fishing nice nice do they grow pretty big you know, they they can do. I mean, over the over the years of climate change and all that, yeah. I've seen a decline in the fish. Yeah, but uh, wow. <laughs> still nice to dip the older rod in the water, so to say. Right, right. <laughs> do you usually go with anyone? Do you have any uh, family members that go with friends that you uh, go with? Go solo. I try and get friends and all, but they're all wrapped up in uh, work and things like that. So, right. And the time of the day, I usually like to go out. So it's, it's mainly just the. Uh, a person a little downtime away from music nice get, get the get some fresh air get the dogs out yeah yeah how many dogs you got i got three. Oh my that's a handful right there any particular yeah type? i just got a um, english sheep dog wow wow okay so he's, he's gonna be a big boy big dog be a big boy yeah yeah good stuff <laughs> that's awesome that is absolutely awesome i love fishing too by the way man so if you ever you do yeah oh my god i used to fish 
all the time. Lake fishing was just awesome. I've done a little river fishing. I've done a little stream fishing. I've done fly fishing. You know what's funny about this? So I've actually not been fishing on the ocean yet. It, it's, uh, no. Yeah, it's, uh, no, I haven't. I've never been ocean line fishing, nor fly fishing for that matter. Oh, you'd love fly fishing. Gonna have to do it. Gonna have to do it this year, I reckon. Gonna have to pencil that one in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to come over to uh, LA or to the States, man. If we do, I. I'll have to treat you to some tea since you don't drink. So I'll have to treat. You. <laughs> we'll have to do some fishing, man. I gotta. We got to, you know, Definitely. go out. And, uh... I have um, been meaning to get over the states. Obviously, my uh, dad's American. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that before on the last program. Yeah, or... I haven't seen yeah. them for for since I was like fourteen. Wow. That's going back some years. So that's going to be a, something. I, if I was going to come to America, that would be like the intention to go there because i could apply for a dual citizenship and uh so oh. i wouldn't have to worry about visas and all that luck so yeah. say if i went over on a holiday for example having a good time i could just stay over for a bit longer instead of thinking oh got to right. shoot back across the pond mate right <laughs> <laughs> uh, man that'd be awesome if you came out this way though that'd be a uh, really fantastic to say the least so Really cool stuff. Fishing, a little fishing, a little NFL. It's crazy because I didn't even know that the NFL did a little bit of broadcasting out there. I know that we've that the NFL's come out that way for games. Yeah, it's got a lot more popular now. And I know many wow. Brits are in my position, which is like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory with a golden ticket. I'm free <laughs> to follow a team without the family oppression saying, you're changing your team, you're changing your route. <laughs> So I, I feel uh, free in that sense where I've, uh, what I was going to do is study it this season. Nice. And uh, when it starts off next year, just then say, right, I'm purely following this team. Wow. And uh, I can say it won't be the Jets. <laughs> good, good. I'm going to say that's Because they a are decision. having a bad time this yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jets fans. But yeah, it's yeah, brutal. I, I think I've just probably ruined any chance of working with some Jets fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, good stuff, sir. And um, <laughs> gosh, it's been a uh, a treat and an honor to have you back on the program. And uh, God, thanks for hanging out again. It's been a privilege, sir. And uh, as always, I look forward to uh, future shows. You always have the amazing guest apart from myself but everyone who i've listened to are just amazing and super talented and i look forward to your future shows oh man that means a lot and again thanks so much for uh listening and gosh what do you say man i think we should uh fade out here what do you think yeah i'm, I'm up for that all right well ladies and gentlemen that was the brilliant mastermind mr chris Good on. He hates me saying that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, folks. Make sure you check out what he's doing. My gosh, he really understands this thing and uh, has a lot of passion and God, just ridiculous level of talent. So, folks, make sure you stalk him as I will be doing this upcoming year. <laughs> and on that note, we will be back with more after this break. You are listening to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole and I host this show. I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight and hopefully you are feeling inspired. It's been a wonderful time. 
If you're listening to the show, please subscribe. Just press that subscribe button in iTunes or if you're using that podcast app, subscribe to us. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, please spread the word about this show. Show someone the uh, Twitter account we've got there, Cinema After Dark, or show them our website at cinemaafterdark.com. Again, thank you all for tuning in tonight. You can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, and on TuneIn, so you can listen to us one of many ways. Again, thanks for listening to this show. We'll be back with more shortly. And welcome back to the program here tonight. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guest tonight, Mr. Christopher Goodhall. My God, what a great discussion that was. Make sure you check out his first discussion. It was also rather fascinating to say the least. And it's been a real treat having him back on the program. And God, just to give him a salute for all the wonderful work that he has done for this show. Really appreciate that wonderful bumper that he created. He just captured the vision entirely. And he can certainly enhance your project. So make sure you reach out to that band. Most importantly, I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. Obviously, a show is not a show without you, the listener. So please spread the word about this show. Show someone how to access it on iTunes. Show someone how to access it on Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play. 